Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loons fans, to another week of Loon Talk. Jonathan Harrison here alongside Dan Terrar and AJ Fredrickson. How you boys doing today? I'm doing just average. How about you, AJ? <laughs> I'm doing. I'm I'm recovering from a long state fair bout uh, working the oh. work in the booth, but yeah. uh, also recovering from the last seven days or so of Minnesota United soccer. Uh, yeah, the uh, no good, very bad, horrible. Uh, any any other terrible adjective you can find no good week for minnesota united yeah it wasn't wasn't that great but we'll get into it here in a second uh quick housekeeping as usual at the top of the show do give us a rating a review and a subscription wherever you uh get your podcast it does help us get found also tell your friends and family and anybody else you don't like for some reason that we exist because we will help them yeah yeah, enemies, <laughs> frenemies, whatever you want to call them. We are here. We are talking Minnesota United every single week. Uh, boys, let's jump into it. Instead of, though, talking about the breaking down these last two matches in chronological order because, well, who wants to really spend 45 minutes listening to three guys talk about two 3-0 losses? Let's jump into <laughs> a uh, little bout of five questions, why don't we? All right. Uh, exploring the last couple games and the future uh, five games for Minnesota. Let's start off with question number one, boys. Are you concerned by the last three results? Let me let me at, or let me explain why I'm asking you that question particularly. Well, I think, I think we, know, we know why. <laughs> we know the last two results were three nil losses, one on the road to Rail Salt Lake and one yeah. at home to FC Dallas. And then the result prior, which last week we were talking about as a good thing that they played crappily and still found a way to win. Well, now it looks a whole lot different after these last two results that it may have looked like, oh, this may be a sign of things to come instead of, oh, wow, they can actually play through being bad and getting a come from behind 2-1 win against Houston when they didn't look good on the night. So that that is the basis for my question of, are you concerned by the last three results? Dan, I'll start with you on this one. Yes, I am. AJ? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we're not getting to 45 minutes tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very concerned because this is not the time of year to be stumbling. Um, and I would be concerned if I was an LAFC fan or broadcaster because they're stumbling and, and not playing their best. So, uh, yeah, it's very concerning because this team was on such a nice roll. They were doing things they hadn't done all season. And, yeah, this is very concerning. Um, you can't trace it all to Bakai Debasi getting hurt, although I think that didn't help any. Um, and the the concerns to me go layers deep. This is an onion of concern. Uh, you can write that down if you want, AJ. That's a good one. Put that on your resume. Uh, it's it's uh, you get past the first layer, just the obvious what they've been doing, but then you get to the layer where you have injuries, and you get to the layer where you've got guys that are uh, in in accumulation situations and and now you have an, a situation where uh is your best player Emmanuel Renoso how healthy is he going to be for this stretch run so yeah I don't I, I can't imagine not being concerned so AJ yeah I'm I wouldn't say I'm fully pressing the panic button but it's out mm-hmm. and the plastic covering out. is lifted up <laughs> and my hand is hovering I'm you've got close. the you've got the key inserted ready to twist. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah. you, you play badly and win that uh, win that game against Austin, and then you lose 
no, excuse me. No, it was it was a Houston Dynamo game that you played yeah, badly yeah. and won. Yep. Um, and then you dropped these last two matches in pretty pathetic fashion. I know you do have to kind of rotate the uh, you have to rotate the starters for that midweek last uh, Wednesday against Real Salt Lake. It, that just was a long, drawn out ninety minute like sigh. You, it, they didn't look good throughout <laughs> that uh, that throughout entire thing. And when we were in the studios here, uh, at least I was in the studio, I should say, watching on uh, Saturday, you know, competitive first half. And then it was just a really bad five minutes, a quick Mm -hmm. dagger right to the heart. And then it's like, well, what's the point of this last 30? How much can you actually salvage here? Three nil result. And, uh, you know, you're going to have to bounce back. So Dan kind of talked about you're stumbling at this part of the season. It's not really when you want to. So so big in sports is peaking at the right moment. And you really, really hope that this team did not peak right in the middle of the season with, you know, what was that, July? If that's the mm-hmm. peak of their season, this is going to be a really bad final stretch uh, yeah. heading into the playoffs. So you have to hope that Adrian Heath, and he's done it earlier this year, he's going to have to rally the troops, kind of shake it up. You you just got to wonder how quickly they can turn it around. Was this a little bit of a rut? I know they were... Getting a lot of the uh, a lot of the guys hauled out to the state fair throughout uh, you know throughout that twelve days for some PR stuff and whatnot and maybe a mix of that and the midweek was just a little bit too much to not prepare for those two matches. Who knows really what that is and that might just be me making excuses to hope I don't have to press the panic button. Um, yeah. But now that you shift away from that, you can really focus on the soccer at hand. Can they turn it around? He's done it before uh, and kind of getting the locker room back uh, reeled back in. He's going to have to do it again. And the injuries and just health of the team overall is going to be very concerning because if you can't have that dynamic Reynoso, that that dynamic number 10 up front for you, kind of controlling that midfield and uh, kind of leading you into that final third, this team mm-hmm. is going to be kind of like a lost puppy moving into the rest of the season. Like an, like an onion, AJ. Like an onion. It's an onion. Was AJ, were you reading my my iPhone notes here when you brought up the peaking too early thing? Because that's literally the next question here for five questions is, did they peak too early? You go first, AJ. Yeah, AJ, I'll let you start since you read my notes here. I don't think <laughs> Since you've got the rundown, apparently, that I didn't send to either of you guys. It's not fair. <laughs> did they? As, if, if I had to say it right now, then yeah. But I, I believe that this team is going to be able to probably turn it around and reignite that flame. I don't know if either of you guys watch Survivor, but at the end of the season every year before the final Tribal Council, they have uh, a making fire competition for the final uh, final few people to see who gets to the final three. And what in every year, there's always one person that puts too much of the the kindling, and that fire just rages right away. And that's what I feel like maybe Minnesota United has done this season because that fire was hot around mid-July, but now it's starting to it's not catching the main the main wood and that TP of fire is not really building up to get up to that top rope to burn it. And now I'm just getting into too much survivor talk. But this is, this um, is like you Tyler say, Miller type deep. They have to Let's rebuild get... the fire. You have to rebuild the fire. Um, <laughs> it, it's all about saving that final flame and whether or not you can actually get that thing to burn brighter and hotter and bigger and taller and burn the competition. So I think they haven't peaked yet, but the next two weekends are really going to be telling if July was the peak for this team or if they're able to rebuild that fire. I feel like I'm ready to go build fires now. I feel like I just watched a YouTube instructional on how to build fires. I forgot the question. 
Dan's thinking about fires now. He wants to go in his backyard and have a bonfire all of a sudden. Warm in here. No, you were ty- you were almost Tyler Miller esque uh, with, with your analogy uh, being got, a pebble in the bo- a rock in the bottom of the stream. And there's we've got talks about onion layers, building fires, pebbles in streams. This is getting philosophical. Eight minutes in. This is what happens. Talk. Stay for the analogy. All right, Dan. Did they peak too early? No, I don't think so. Um, because it would be pretty easy because they had such a nice run, 13, 12, 13 matches. If they can, uh, it's like AJ, not ready to push the panic button yet. I'm not saying that this run is over because if they can string together a couple more wins and get back to the way they were playing, uh, to me, they're still moving in that direction. But we're right on the edge of that point where, you know, uh, I hate to put pressure on having to win on the road at Portland. That's a big ask, but it kind of feels like if you want to, you know, keep this any kind of a, a momentum from this latest run, that might be what has to happen. So, no, I, they haven't peaked too early yet, but uh, there's there's warning signs. Let's put it that way. I'm going to take uh, the quote we got from Sean McCauley after the match on the yes. on the broadcast. There's nine games left in the season. You got five games left in the regular season, and then you got four playoff games. Yeah. And that's how you that's how this team has to think. And looking back at the run they had, what that what was that like 10, 11 game uh, 10, 11 game run that they had in July right. and August. That's that's the same amount of time. You have time to turn this around, get back into the winning ways, and uh, peak at the right at the right moment. Sure, they peaked in. July and August, you can't you can't not say that they didn't peak. I mean, they went on a hell of a run of of collecting the most points in the league over a certain amount but, of stretch. That's a certain type of peak. But can you make this next peak even higher? I I, I was right. thinking back to when we were doing the post match show, back to when I was in high school and the Shakopee boys basketball team won state the first time they ever won it. They had lost in the middle of the season, and the coach said that's the win that helped us get to this point. Because if we didn't yeah. win, if we didn't get if we didn't get, lose out of nowhere, is there one loss in the season? If we didn't lose out of nowhere, we wouldn't have been focused when it got to the state. We would have been way too confident and too high on ourselves. That win helped us focus for the rest of the season. And I think this stretch of run, these last three games, might help this team and could help, hopefully help this team focus and say, hey, this is how badly it can turn and how quickly it can turn against you. We can't let that happen. And I feel like with the leadership this team has at moments, they'll buckle down and... Uh, turn this thing around pretty quickly, guys. Do you do you remember how we felt after the international break when they when they blew yeah. a halftime lead at New Twice. England and then blew a halftime lead at Miami and lost two to one? We really had the same mindset. It's like, oh, this is going to be a horrible second half. We're we're there. This team is going nowhere. It was really depressing. Yeah. And quickly they turned that around. And I think this is a similar point. Um, that and didn't they turn that around with a win in L.A. Yeah. Well, then I guess you need a win and a win in Portland might just turn things around the same way. So this feels a lot like that, that uh, those two matches where they just, it was like, you got to be kidding me. We just blew leads in two straight matches. Um, so I feel like we're at that point again, and they've just got to do what they did uh, back in July. Yeah, absolutely. I like, I like what uh, Sean McCauley said in the post game that you referenced, because a lot of teams and a lot of coaching staffs, facilitate the chemistry and like the culture in multiple different ways, but to have it so off the, like without hesitation, we've got nine games left. They think we are going to play every single game possible in the playoffs. We are going to win and get to that championship, whether, you know, we lose a couple down the stretch here, but as soon as we get there, we're playing for right. The fact that they're saying that, and he's so off the cuff about it. 
That means the culture in the locker room, they're ingraining that into the guys like, hey, we have a lot of lot of games left to play. We've still got a long season left to go. This isn't going to be, let's just get to the playoffs and see what happens. We are getting to the playoffs, and then we're going to make it happen. So they just got to turn around and maybe a, this weekend, a win away, that could be big. Yeah. All right, third question in five questions. Uh, are you guys worried about the defense? Obviously, six goals given up in their last two games. Uh, they haven't had a clean sheet since uh, hosting D.C. United back in the middle of July. They've only had four clean sheets all season. Are we concerned about this team's defense? And, I mean, on top of it, you no longer have Bakai Debasi for the rest of the season. Uh, Alan Benitez is shaky on the defensive side of the game. He's great offensively, but defense, he's shaky. So can you can you rely on him being the every-game starter at right back? Kamar Lawrence has been in and out of the lineup with injuries recently. Are we concerned about this team's defense? Uh, I'm, I'm concerned, but not at the level where maybe some people are. I think that... Uh, the, there's still enough good pieces there. Um, yeah, you're going to miss Bakai Debasi. Uh, is Brent Coleman uh, Bakai Debasi? No, Brent Coleman's a pretty good uh, middle back. Um, there might have to be some juggling of positions if if Brent struggled, but I can't point to Brent as being the problem in the last couple of matches. Um, uh, Michael Boxel had an own goal. If that had been Brent Coleman, people have been calling to have him, uh, you know, dragged out of town. So. <laughs> No, I'm not as concerned as I think a lot of people are because I think DJ Taylor still is a great defensive player. Um, uh, Kamar Lawrence was back, looked good. Um, there's been some rumors we could there could be a Roman Metinier sighting <laughs> at some point, which would be amazing. And uh, and I think there's still some depth there. So and yeah, and and Benitez has, has shown that maybe defense isn't quite his strength, but. Boy, it's nice, even if you don't use him uh, as a starter, sure nice to bring him in if you're trailing and, and bring yeah. some offense on that on that outside. So I, I, I'm, I'm concerned a little bit, but not uh, – to me, I think there's bigger concerns with this club right now than the defense. Yeah, I, I think I'm kind of in the same boat there. I'm worried but not fully concerned about it just because you, you knew you were going to rotate the starters up front at least last Wednesday, so they knew they were going to have a bigger workload. You're worried about kind of that quick turnaround in games. So, you know, you're bound to have a bad night. That first goal was just kind of a miscue of a clearing and then just bad communication in the box. Uh, Benitez, as we just discussed, I mean, the, the defensive aspect is maybe not his strong suit of his game. Um, and that showcased right there, leading to essentially just a real Salt Lake goal that probably shouldn't happen most of the mm-hmm. time. Um, and then, you know, a, an unfortunate touch by Coleman on the second goal, I believe it was, where... That yeah. touch a lot of the time is going to – it cleared the guy that he was worried about, but Real Salt Lake, they had the numbers that had just swooped yeah. around to him, and I, think, I believe it was Pereira that might have scored the – I'm not sure who it was actually. but um, Either way, it, it, it was a weird miscue that they were going to have a bigger workload and kind of the, the faults came out. Um, and then it, it when or Saturday was just odd. It, it was just odd because they looked all right, and then all of a sudden – Light switch flipped. They looked not great at all. And then light switch flipped again. And it was like, all right, I guess we're going to try again. Um, Now that you have a little bit of time to kind of resettle, really have a full week of strategizing for your next big game that I think you know we probably need to get a result or get all three points, I think they're going to be able to turn it around. So Debossi not being there definitely hurts. Um, But I think that this is a team where if they can limit the uh, opposition – to one goal, that's a win. That's like a, it's a, it's 
in their mind, a metaphorical clean sheet because they've shown they have the offense this year to put up two. And all you need, if, if you can just outscore the opponent, if you're limiting them to one, you're going to get those three points. I think the concern for me is just the lack of depth they now have. I know you're you're down to essentially playing one game a week for the rest of the season. I think you have just the Tuesday game uh, coming up next week, but that's really your only short turnaround for the rest of the season. But the lack of depth now without Bakai Debasi, uh in there. So now Brent Coleman starting every game. He was your depth piece. He's now starting every game. You don't really truly have a backup left back. Uh, you have to have you have to ask DJ Taylor or I guess you do have O'Neill Fisher, but all those guys seem to prefer the right side of the field, and so that concerns me on the left the left side. Uh, the right side's as we mentioned a jumbled mess with <coughs> Alan Benitez being overly offensive and not being mm-hmm. any sort of defensive. It seems uh, DJ Taylor not providing a whole lot offensively, but being really good defensively. It seems, and then you got the prospect of Roman Metinier coming back. Who knows how that's going to go because yeah. we've seen his his season jumpstart or try and kickstart a couple times, but then just fall away really quickly due to injury. So it the lack of depth for me concerns me in the defensive side because they spent all this time and all this money and, and all the past couple transfer windows accumulating a mountain load of depth in midfield and attacking front, which is great because they've been able that, to use it. But That's where the problems were, yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah. where the problems were. But right. now defensively, now you have injuries and you've got aging guys, so I'm concerned – for the future of this defense, but that's beyond the season. We're not looking at that point. Uh, but yeah, I, I think for me, it's just the lack of depth defensively that worries me going down the stretch because you can't have anybody get injured and good luck with that happening at this part of the season. You're at the end of the season when everybody's already probably into the red zones physically, if mm-hmm. you want to talk about it that way. But yeah, that, that's what concerns me defensively is just the lack of depth. Uh, question four, boys. Last season... Uh, if we go back to the beginning of last season, Dane St. Clair got the start because he, or got the starts because he earned it for the way he played at the end of the 2020 season. They didn't go well. It wasn't necessarily his fault that they lost those four games, but they made the switch and all of a sudden the season turned around. They made the switch to Tyler Miller and all of a sudden the season turned around. This season, Tyler Miller got the starts to start the season because he had earned it with how he played it, how he played last year. And he gets sick. Uh, Dane St. Clair comes in, has a worldly of a game against the Red Bulls. Uh, Adrian can't drop him after that, and he just continued to be on form for essentially the rest of the first part of the season. Since probably that DC United game when they got the clean sheet, he's had one maybe good game that, that sticks out right away in that Nashville game where he made the seven saves, and right. the rest of these have been letting in a lot of goals. They haven't, they've been kind of shaky defensively, not saying that it's his fault. Again, not entirely Dane St. Clair's fault, but could it be time for a Tyler Miller switch just to change things up in the defense like they did last year to see how that might affect how the defense plays? AJ? Yeah. Oh, me? AJ? My turn? Uh, yeah, let's start with you. I, um... I think, and I'm and I'm a big Tyler Miller guy. I think Tyler's. Uh, I feel bad for him. Uh, food poisoning shouldn't take you out of your starting job. But as you, I agree with you, Jonathan, uh, there really was no choice because Dane came on and played so great. Um, at this point, no, I think Tyler spent too much time without playing in a uh, in a in a match situation. Um, and switch at this point, it, it's just too late. I thought that when he did come in in the second half the other night, he looked a little rusty. And, and why wouldn't he? He's right. been sitting on the bench all season long. Um, at this point, I, I 
I think I think it's it's too late to mess with that. Um, I think that this unfortunately has been a lost season for Tyler and and there anybody you talk to even around the league, Minnesota has two starting goaltenders. It's a luxury, mm-hmm. and why some of these teams here at the end of the season didn't come hard after Tyler Miller to improve their their team, I don't know. Um, I wish that the team would have worked Tyler in a little bit throughout the season to keep him in uh, a little bit uh, sharper form so that he could possibly be a guy you could go to at this point in the season. But I think he's sat too long. I think you got to ride uh, Dane St. Clair the rest of the way. AJ? I'm in, the, I'm in that same boat, too. I, if it was earlier in the year, I'm all for kind of shaking it up and sending a message or just seeing how new things work. But at this stage of the year, if you turn away from your all-star goalkeeper, yeah. who is, yeah. what, 22? 24, I think. 24. You know, he's not a kid by any means. Like, that's a year younger than me, but I would imagine that's going to do something 25. in the mind of, hey, we don't trust you. So what does that do down the stretch when you are yeah. going to go inevitably go back to him just because, like Dan was saying, Tyler Miller, he's been on the bench all season. He he did look a little rusty when he came off the bench um, on Wednesday. If they were, you know, you're not going to do it against Portland because you need to win that game. There's, imagine the press and just like the media questions yeah. if you lose uh-huh. that game. And then same thing, LAFC, you're not going to bring them off the bench for that. Maybe Sporting KC or San Jose. But at that point, you have, you're in the final three games of the season. You need all the points you can get, mm-hmm. especially with how this past seven days has gone. There's just no way I can see it. And you're definitely not doing it in the playoffs. So no. you got to stick with Dane St. Clair. And I'm not saying if it was earlier that I would want to see it necessarily. Like I'm all, I'm all for the sending a message and just trying new things. But I, I think Dane St. Clair, when he needs to, and we need to down the final five or four or five games here, um, we need to see the, the guy that uh, made seven or eight stops against Nashville. We need to see the guy that won the MLS uh, All-Star MVP. We need to have the phenomenal young goalkeeper that can not just w- maybe not influence the game, but maybe win you the game. So... He's going to have to do yeah. something here this coming week against Portland, and um, he's going to have a real test against LAFC the following match. So whether it comes out uh, this weekend or next, I I think it'll come out at some point, but he's going to have to really get back and find kind of that mojo that he had uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think uh, the perfect time for me to switch goalkeepers to see how it would have worked out was after the All-Star game against Nashville. But as we saw, they didn't switch. Dane St. Clair probably felt that that was also that also might happen, and he had the game of his life yeah. with the seven or eight or whatever saves it was against Nashville. It. Yeah, he felt it. Yeah, uh, it was he clearly there. knew that there was there was talk that a switch could happen if the poor form continued. And he played a he played a hell of a game against Austin. wasn't really called upon too much because the defense played incredibly in front of him. If the defense was wasn't as uh, injury prone or injury stricken. As they were right, as they are right now, maybe Tyler Miller comes in, but that to basically cover him for his rustiness, as you guys mentioned, uh, just not having a whole lot of game time. But with how this defense has shaped up over the last couple of weeks, now Brent Coleman starting, uh, Alan Benitez and DJ Taylor flip flopping at right back, Kamar Lawrence in and out of the lineup. I I would I would stick with the same goalkeeper. I'm I'm with you guys. Don't change Dane St. Clair. Mm-hmm. Only five games left in the season. You can't do it at this point. You can't. That would just ruin his confidence going into the most important part of your season. 
should you make the playoffs? And that leads into my next question, my last question of five questions. Boys, will they make the playoffs? Let me lay out the standings here after this last weekend of Major League Soccer action. LAFC obviously won. Austin, two and fi- with 51 points. Dallas now in third, 46 points. Nashville on 45 points after they won this weekend. Uh, Minnesota dropped from third to fifth place. Uh, they could have dropped to sixth had Real Salt Lake pulled out a result against LAFC, but thankfully that didn't happen. So Minnesota on 44, Real Salt Lake on 42, Portland on 42, and just behind them outside of the playoffs, LA Galaxy 39, Seattle 36, and then Vancouver way down at 34. So uh, if things don't go right over the next week, week and a half or whatever, the Loons could be out of the playoff spots. So uh, clearly the playoffs aren't locked up for the Loons. They are in a good position. They have a game in hand over Nashville and Dallas. So with by winning their game in hand, which is that game against LAFC, they could jump back right up <clears> into third place. They could, hell, they could be up in third place by the time we speak again next Monday night. Uh, do they make the playoffs, boys? AJ, I'll start with you here. Yes, I, I say absolutely. I have no doubt in my mind that this team makes the playoffs. Just because the talent that we've seen without or with the depth issues, I think the talent alone on this club is going to be able to maybe not propel them, but it'll drag the team, even if they have a tough you know, game here coming up this weekend or even the following week at, or Wednesday against uh, – Tuesday, excuse me, against LAFC. You have the three final matches against Sporting KC, San Jose, and Vancouver. That's nine points to me. Yeah. That's going to be really hard to miss the playoffs so. if you're getting yeah. nine points. Um, no, it should be, yeah. yeah. It, and it's as simple as that. Like Those are games they should win. If you're like, and that's just not because we're on the Loon Talk podcast. If you're an Inter Miami fan and you're looking at it and you know anything about the MLS, you know that should be nine points. So Mm -hmm. I'm believing that this team is at least getting nine points in the final five games. And heck, we've seen what they can do against Portland. Granted, that was at home and they did falter a little bit, blowing a a 3 1 lead at the half. You can battle with Portland. I think LAFC is going to be. Probably a, t- a tough outing next Tuesday, but um, y- you can get points, at least one, against Portland. So if you're getting nine or maybe ten points in the final five games here, there's no way they miss the playoffs. So that's uh, whether it's a home playoff match is a different battle altogether, but they're making the playoffs 100% in my mind. I agree. Uh, yeah, I agree, too. And I also agree, too, if, yeah, if you can get nine or ten points the rest of the way out, uh, you should be safe. Um yeah, no, I think they, I think they still have the the quality to to be a they're they're a playoff team. Um, I won't get any more details because I'll be going into more details during write that down. So <laughs> stay tuned. Yeah. There you go. There's a tease. Uh, on air production meeting. Since the game next week is on Tuesday, we usually record on Monday nights. Why is it on, on Tuesday? By the way, do we know? I couldn't tell you. It's I, an LA thing, isn't it? Well, it's here, so it can't I know, be. but it's still an LA thing. They they somehow <laughs> wanted to play Tuesday because they have a uh, you know a card party on Wednesday or a, uh, something. They have homecoming. I, let's, I'm going to blame LA until I hear different. <laughs> okay, that's what that's the only day that uh, Gareth Bale could get a tea time. <laughs> yeah, he's got a tea time on Wednesday. Exact. Thank you, AJ. He's got a tea time on Wednesday morning. He doesn't want to give it up. All right, continuing the on-air production <laughs> meeting as we go on. Uh, yeah. 
as we finished up five questions here, uh, by the way, I think they all make the playoffs. Uh, as you guys mentioned, those three, those last three games, you should get nine points, which should give you a good chance of making the playoffs, uh, no matter what happens over these next two matches. Uh, on air production meeting, since the game is on Tuesday, our backup date is usually Tuesday. I don't really want to record Monday because that means that episode will be good for essentially just one app for one day and you have to listen to it. So Wednesday recording, you guys okay with that? Can we make that work? Yeah. Same time Wednesday? Wednesday? Yeah, I think that'll work. Yeah, let's plan yeah. on it. So yeah, Loons, fan, yep. Loons fans, uh, Loons Talk listeners, we will be back Wednesday night next week. Uh, just decided, as you just heard. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Uh, boys, let's talk. Let's uh, jump into some of the news of the week. We already went through it. Uh the Western Conference standing, so we won't talk about that. The big news, though, Houston didn't give Pablo Nagamora any more time. They canned him uh, (laughs) after, what, 29 games of him in charge. They are, yes, they are in last place in the Western Conference on 29 points and 29 games played. That's too early for me. I'm sorry. I don't care that it hasn't gone well this season. You didn't give him a good enough roster. Hector Herrera isn't that great of a player to drag that team out of the muck. They're not a great roster. Yes, he's and he's only this is his first head coaching job and you're going to can him after 29 games. That speaks of a poorly run organization. I don't care how the team has looked on the field, uh whether he's put them in good positions or not. That that's just that's not enough time. You gave a guy 29 games in his first head coaching stint. That's that's awful. I'm sorry. I feel that's bad. Just, that's awful. I agree. I feel bad for the next guy. Who wants to be the next guy? You know, yeah. Well, pick pick me because if I don't take a team that was uh, bad last year, they're bad again this year, and you got about half a season to be good. I, I man, I don't I don't think I want that job. So no, absolutely not. Uh, any results stick out to you guys from this this last week of Major League Soccer action? I'm pulling up the schedule here. Uh, Philadelphia once again rack up four. Four goals against Atlanta that last Wednesday. They yeah, off, yeah they that's all. Weekend. They were off their game. Uh, Nashville get a 3-0 win over Austin. I think that one was a little surprising with how much, how, how easily they dispatched yeah. Austin on, on Saturday night. Yeah, that was probably the most surprising one of the weekend, I think. Well, bad yeah, other than that, the week for Austin overall, too. I mean, they, they yeah. dropped uh, to Portland at, at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a real bad week for them in that, uh, what, what is it now, that two spot looking rather close. So, LA, so yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we talk about Minnesota and are they they peak too early. Well, you got the two you know the two teams at one and two in the West are both sitting there going, oh, what's going on? Are we okay?" So yeah, LAFC <laughs> pull it out two 0 against Real Salt Lake, but yeah, yeah. All right, so that's uh, let's just 
kind of move on from look across the league. That's been look across the league. Not really too much to discuss there. I mean, Loon's dropped from third to fifth. We discussed that. Uh, let's get to the predictor, Dan. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step away for a second. You guys start the predictor. I'll come back with the results in a second, okay? Are you sure you're coming back? Yes, I'll come back. Okay, all right. The I'll predictor, uh, we picked three matches in the upcoming week, one being a Minnesota United match. You pick the uh, winner. You pick the score. You get a point, right, if you predict the uh, winner or if you pick a draw. And if you get the score correct, you get a bonus point, so a possible uh, six points each week per person. That never happens, uh, and it probably didn't happen this past week either. So, uh, yeah, I don't know whose turn it is to go first. But while before, we're waiting for- before we do sp- yeah. start, I'll buy him a little time. Um, just because I wasn't on the program last week, yes. did you guys do, just to clarify for myself, I sent him four predictions because I sent both Minnesota matches since we had two. Um, did you guys end up doing four picks, or how how'd you go about that well, last we, week? Well, we still do three, and you would have okay. been eligible to pick uh, you know, either one. I th- you know what I think he did? I think he gave both your Minnesota picks, and you're splitting it, so you get a possible of one each one. So. Okay. Well, he was, I know I picked, he was very I I picked, hospitable to your to your fourth pick. So I know I didn't pick them to lose either one, so I'm not getting yeah. anything yeah, there. D- but doesn't uh, matter anyway, does it? Yeah, I don't think anybody <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, let, let's go with our first picks, and and then when he gets back, he can throw his first pick in there. Uh, okay. I'll stay away from the Minnesota pick right off the bat. I'm going to go uh, with uh, sad. I think everything's Saturday. Uh, Real Salt Lake over DC United. 2-1 for a final score. Real Salt Lake, 2, D.C. United, 1 as my first pick. What's your first one? You went with the same matchup that I did. We're picking really? on D.C. Yep. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go with Real Salt Lake just because I, I saw what they were able to do last week. They uh, they looked fairly good, and they're kind of on the upswing, I would say, despite that loss uh, this past weekend to LAFC. That's a good club. Um, I'm going to go Real Salt Lake, 2, D.C. United, nil. Ooh, close. All right, so Jonathan, our first two picks, I went Real Salt Lake 2, D.C. United 1. Okay. He went Real Salt Lake 2, D.C. United 0, and it's your pick. All right, let me pull up uh, what I had for... You going to get on the Salt Lake, D.C. United matchup as well or no? <laughs> Come on, I always I like picking you. on Real Salt. Or, uh, I, I always you. like picking on D.C. United. Go for it. 3-0 <laughs> is open. <laughs> you guys just trying to bait me into making these stupid picks no, as I usually no, do? Maybe, no, maybe no of course not. Has. Make some other lame pick. Go ahead. (laughs) Fine. I'll get in on this one. I'll go with a lame pick. Nil-nil between those two teams. I don't trust either of those two teams to score. That is lame. That's lame. Nil-nil. All right. All right. All right. My second pick, uh, I'm picking Philadelphia over Orlando. Uh, Philly's going to have a really bad day. They're going to win 3-1. Really bad day equals they're going to have a terror. They're going to play rotten. They're going to win 3-1. All right, AJ. Uh, my second pick is going to be between Inter Miami and Chicago Fire. I've got Miami taking down Chicago one to zero. All right. I actually had Philadelphia and Orlando picked as well uh-huh. because Orlando are playing in the U.S. Open Cup final this week. Mm-hmm. Obviously, all of their focus will be going towards that. They don't really care about this result against Philadelphia, who are the hottest team in the league, scoring the most amount of goals. Boys, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I predicted it last week. I had it written down. I had it written down that they will score six in another match this season. (laughs) Six. All right. One. Six, one. Six, one, Philadelphia. It's a big big Why the hell not? 
That's a biggie. All right. All right. All right. I, I, like, your courage. I like your courage. Uh, all right. Minnesota match. Courage I have, stupidity. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this one right off the board first. I'm glad I'm going first because I think we're all going to be in a similar ballpark. Minnesota 2, Portland 2. <laughs> AJ? I am going to be not liked after this pick. Okay. We saw the offense that occurred last time Last time these two teams met. So I'm expecting five goals between the two of them. But I've got Portland 3, Minnesota 2. Ooh. Okay. Yikes. That's the defense has been shaky. I want them to turn around. I think Portland is, I think, at home, they're just a different team than on the road. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. tough at home. They are. Yeah. Well, since 2-2 two is picked, 3-2 two is picked, I don't think there's going to be a lack of goal scoring in this one, despite Franco Fragapane being missing. Manny Reynoso is going to have to watch himself because he's on yellow card suspension watch. Can't miss the LAFC game. Has to be there for that one. 3-3, three, three, boys. 3-3. Three, three. Right. Six goals. Go. It's going to be a wild one. Three, okay. Three. These two Let's teams tend to go at it quite a bit. All right. So we're going to do this in reverse order since I had to duck out for a second. Here's the results from last week, which were not good at all. There was two Again? points. <laughs> there was two points total between all four of us. How are we? Because Andy Greeter was here last week. Andy's points count towards AJ's. Well, Andy's point counts towards AJ. He got okay. you one point, AJ. All you right, got thanks, zero Andy. points from your picks, AJ. Dan, you got zero picks from or points from your picks. How's this happening? Uh, I predicted one-one New England Chicago. It was nil-nil, and then wow. uh, Andy picked LAFC three Real Salt Lake zero. It was almost that. It was two-nil uh, LAFC. So one point goes towards AJ. One point goes towards me. Uh, AJ and Dan, uh, your actual picks get you no points. So AJ is up to twenty-one points. John or myself, I'm up to thirty-seven points. I'm kind of running away from you, Dan. <sighs> It's disgusting. Yeah, we were terrible last week. There's, that was terrible. There's that was, no excuse for that. I was looking at the results, and I was just like, what the hell happened to us last week? We <laughs> were god-awful. That was terrible. All right. I'm embarrassed. Moving on from the predictor, let's get to write that down. Weekly, uh, other weekly prediction-related segment. We each make three soccer-related predictions. We'll call them goals, the correct amount or the most amount of goals at the end of the year. Wins the coveted golden boot. Uh, Let's do an accountability session. A couple things that we've been watching over the past couple weeks as they get closer and closer to coming off the board in the negative sense. Dan, Minnesota can't drop more than three points for the rest of the season. Otherwise, your first pick of the year where they said, where you said removing the first four games of this year, Minnesota will have more points than last season. It's 49 points last season. Yeah. They can't yeah, drop more than three look- points for the rest yeah, of the that's season. That's not looking good. Yeah, that's looking bad. You can, you can pencil that out. <laughs> Sl- we're lightly scratching that one away right now. I said earlier this year, Minnesota will get shut out less than seven times this year. Well, Thanks to the last two shutouts, they are on seven. Yeah, good luck with that. You can pencil that one out too. Yeah, well, I <laughs> think that's actually know. zero you because I said less than seven. So, well, you said less than seven. Yeah, so, so that is zero. So, never mind. Okay. All right. That is yeah. that is a scratch out. All that right, ain't happening. All right, uh, other predictions that came off the board for me. I'm just going to go right down the list, left to right. LAFC will not have more than six losses this season. Well, they have seven now. Thanks for that, LAFC. Uh, Tati Castellanos, 13 goals will be good enough for top 10. I think he's at top eight right now, so it's getting shaky there. Yeah. 
I said a while ago Chicago will lose three of the next four matches. They lost against Montreal, so I get a point there uh, because that was Philly, New York City, and Montreal. Three losses in a row for them. I did say Manchester United will win one of their games against Leicester and Arsenal. It will be Arsenal. Technically, I was correct, but I only said they will win one of their games. They yeah, won well, both of that. them. Yeah. Hey, I'll take uh, that's a happy loss for me because that means Manchester United <laughs> now on what four matches in a row winning, and they look damn good on Sunday against Arsenal. That was a fun match to watch. Uh, so that puts me on twenty goals for the season. Dan, looking through yours uh, last week, or that came off the board this week. You said Minnesota will only lose one match in August. Well, came down to the last day of the month. Thanks for El Salt Lake. Thanks for that one. You get zero points because they had lost against Colorado earlier in the month. I was kind of counting on that point. (laughs) Then you said uh, you brought up players. AJ, I don't know if you listened back. He went player-specific on this one. He's all in on leads now. He said Rodrigo will score against Everton. Fortunately, he didn't. They got a draw. Jordan Pickford ruined your pick. I'm pointing at the screen because that's where you are. Jordan Pickford (laughs) dislocated Rodrigo's shoulder. He knew. He listens to Loon Talk. Yeah, He's like, I'm was, not. He he heard about the way that we talked about him after that. Uh, there was, Everton, <laughs> there was some win, serious so. collusion going on there, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Jordan Pickford's an avid Loon Talk fan ever since his team got, got the floor wiped with them by Minnesota United when they were here. <laughs> <laughs> he had to listen to something on the flight back home. Unbelievable. He, he binged yeah. us. He was listening to us during the game. That's why he let in all those goals. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So then... AJ, I don't know if you did listen, did but we added. Did get any points? I got one. That's we only it. had one point come off the board. Oh, for God. <laughs> AJ had three picks. Well, technically he had six because we're adding Andy's total to his uh, to catch him up. AJ had three picks last week. And I didn't. For himself. Oh, my. He got zero points out of all of them. They all came off the board in the negative sense. He said wow. Luis Maria will score at least two goals across the Royal Salt Lake and Dallas games. That didn't happen. He switched his no. pick several times on this one. Dan James will have joined Ars- or Tottenham by the end of the transfer window after <laughs> that being his third version of that pick. That didn't happen. Uh, looking back, ne- none of the three picks that he had for that one came off the board. None of those yeah, three really, players joined. Really bad. <laughs> and then you said Richarlison will score his first goal before next week's show. Well, he's still goalless. So He was close. <laughs> he was close doesn't so count close. Here. Close so doesn't close. count here. All right, so that means AJ, you're on seven goals, Dan's on 17, and I'm on 20. So uh, let's let AJ go first here. AJ? Do it, AJ. All right, so we had a red card shown this past match between uh, Minnesota, excuse me, Minnesota and FC Dallas. I think that uh, with Portland at home, that's it's a raucous crowd. Emotions are going to be high. This team knows what's at stake. They need to get these two teams hate each other. That's it. They hate each other. Exactly. It's not talked about enough rivalry between these two teams. Look what's going on behind me. Look at him. He's taking over the couch. Uh, he's going to sleep. There <laughs> he is. He's not supposed to be on the couch. Wait till, oh. wait till mama gets here. Uh-oh. Yeah, he's, he's freelancing. <laughs> um, I think, write this down, there will be a red card shown between Minnesota and Portland. That's gutsy. That's gutsy. Dumb, but gutsy. Yeah. yeah. You're not willing to call in the red. You're wow. not willing to up it and say which team's going to get it or which player's going to no, get it. I think I think it's a lofty enough pick as is. So I'm going to allow it. it just is. come on, say Diego no, Chara. That, that is. That's that's a say Diego a, Chara. It's more likely than not. <laughs> <laughs> he will be involved in it. He'll either get it or cause it. Yeah. Good point. Uh, Dan. 
Uh, I mentioned this earlier. Uh, okay, so here it is. MNUFC will at some point briefly help. It can be just for an hour or two, but at some point they will fall out of the playoffs, but they will finish the season in the playoffs. Oh, man. It's going to be that's, a pain to track. That's going to be great oh. for Jonathan to have to find yeah. out. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Live, all right. Live standings. All right. Well, all right. <laughs> well, that's going to be fun. <laughs> It's going to be a pain in the ass. Well, you know what? It's it going to happen. It's going to no, happen for two minutes during a match, and I'm just going right. to miss it. But it, but it might not be. It might happen. It might be lengthy. It might, it might carry over for a couple of days, and you'll be fine. So we'll Hopefully. see. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Saturday when I'm in, because it starts, there's games, because what, we start at 9 on Saturday? Uh, 8.30 p.m. pre-match show, mm-hmm. 9 p.m. kickoff. Perfect. I know there's matches that start before that. Right. I'll just I'll just have it up throughout my shift, and I'll kind of keep an eye on it for you, John. And just take a screenshot if at any point they slip below that line. Okay. I don't think they can do it this week. I don't think they can do it this week. Uh, I don't. No, I looked at no. it, and I don't think it could be this week. It would have to be the following week. Yeah. So we're safe yeah. this week. Yeah. It's just yes. Uh, yeah. Right. All right. So my first pick of the evening. By the time we record again. So next Wednesday now, Wednesday. Yep. Minnesota will be back in third place in the Whoa. Western Conference. Whoa. Write that you. down. Who I mean, all it would go? take is literally one win and the rest of the results going their way. So right. write that down. Got it. Written down. Uh, AJ? All right. Um, he let me down last week because I, I just had a bad week. Wait, but which one? He... Luis Amaria, Richarlison, Louis... Dan James. Yeah. Luis, Luis Samaria. We can go. I'll talk to you about Dan James another time. <laughs> Stupid. Right. Nicholas Zaniola. Wow. Which one? Anyways, <laughs> Luis Samaria will score versus Portland. Okay. All right. Write that down. Like it. Write that like down. It. Like Third it. Third time's a charm. Yeah. Just keep going. <laughs> He's going to score again at some point. All right. Going back me? to our. Uh, oh, it's you. Okay. Yeah. yeah so Just I'm going right back to uh, with Luis Samaria. Um, start going forward now for the rest of the regular season. Uh, he will lead Minnesota in scoring goals between now and the rest of the year. Over the last, so you're saying everybody five, starts at zero, and then he everybody's at zero. Score. He will he will out. He'll be our leading goal scorer for the next five. Okay. All right. Write this down. Going back to our conversation about uh, goalkeeping starters, Tyler Miller will not start a game before the season ends. You guys had convinced me otherwise. I had it written down otherwise, but I switched it now. Might Tyler Miller will not start a game uh, for Minnesota before the season is done. That might be Write a tap in. That might be a tap in. I have them built in. That might be a tap I've built them up. I've saved them up. Yeah. Uh, pick it up. You're good. <laughs> AJ, your third? Uh, my third one. So Champions League stuff started off today, tomorrow. Uh, Glorious Champions League. Yes. Um, have fun watching on Thursdays. Anyways. Yeah. You um, know what? <laughs> Barcelona kicks needed. off their uh, UCL campaign tomorrow against Victoria Pulsen. Uh Robert Lewandowski, or as uh, otherwise known as Robert Lewandowski, he will score Jesus. more than once tomorrow against Victoria Pulsen. Robert, I'm not. I'm just not even going to mention those. Please tell Whatever. me you, you know the clip I'm referring. Yes, to. I know what Thank clip. You. I just. Why would you? No. All right. Final pick. I was going to go Manchester United and Europa League since AJ referenced it there, but I'm not because I just don't care about Europa League because it's just who cares. Uh, Emmanuel Reynoso will not get a yellow card against Portland, which is a ballsy pick because just these two teams. No, it's not ballsy. 
He's gonna Did get, we not just gonna... talk about how, how much these he's two teams hate each other? Emmanuel Reynoso on... hates Portland for some knows, reason. I have no idea why he, he hates can't Portland. Get one. He knows yeah, but he's going to get one. But, Dan, oh, he's man. going up against Diego Chara, who is a master at drawing out just <laughs> irritation. Right, he's right. an irritant. Okay. So Fine. Settle down, it's, Diego. It's 50-50. Double down Settle and down. do a parlay with, like, he doesn't, he doesn't get one, but he draws one on a foul against him. Do something like that. And he stomps on someone's head and nobody sees it. <laughs> All right, Cavallini. So He's so great. <laughs> what? Down. Oh, sorry. Oh, is that his head? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, is that Lucas wrong? Lucas Cavallini. Jeez. Is that wrong? So I've known that was wrong. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who knew? <laughs> no, he's in France. Yeah, who knew? Who knew? Who knew? All right. That's <laughs> been uh, Write That Down. That's been our crappy dad jokes. Uh, Wait, did that I has three? I didn't do three. You did three, didn't Why you? Why are you trying to get out of here? You how did many three. did you do, AJ? I AJ, three. how many did you do? I did what was three. your third one? Me? I didn't do three. No, Dan's. I didn't did do skip Dan? I don't think yeah. Dan did three. Oh, well, no, I got to do, do one more. Third. <laughs> My third one is Dane St. Clair. He will, uh, five games left in the regular season, he will add two more clean sheets to his season uh, in the next five. And you guys gave me eyebrows for saying they get three clean sheets over well, the last I'm six. I'm thinking it's the last two matches of the year, but that's what I'm going <laughs> with. <so. laughs> that's fair. Well, there you go. There you go. Right. Write that down. So Try that has been off. write that down. That has been Loon Talk. Uh, be sure to join Dan Terrar, myself, AJ on the producing chair for this weekend's match against the Portland Timbers on Saturday night, late night, late uh, night. soccer, MLS after after dark. Uh, 8.30 p.m. pre-match show, 9 p.m. kickoff on 1500 ESPN, AM 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com, and the free Score North mobile app. Boys, can't wait to see you all in person for a very late-night game on Saturday because I love these West Coast late-night games. They're always so much fun. Here we go. Can't wait. Go Loons. See you guys. See you guys. Yep. See you later. Hi, this is Daniel Rue of the Real GM Radio Podcast. And while the NBA season is still pretty new, there are some interesting storylines going on. And for me, one of them is, let's call it a shift in expectations, because there are a couple teams that we expected to be not necessarily pushing the accelerator in the early going in the season, maybe seeing Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson, this purportedly strong 2023 draft class, and going, hey, we could be a part of that. And that would be the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. Both teams are over 500 with some nice wins. And this isn't flu. They're playing well so far, and so we will see how they build on this, how they react to it. Do they keep pushing, see if the CEO can keep going, or do they change directions through trades and everything else? So that'll be something to watch in this year where the draft class is, is strong and these teams have incentives going in both directions. Hi, this is Daniel LaRue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, matchups, news, in-depth analysis, and live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Can check in on your favorite games and events, including the baseball playoffs, start of the hockey season, MMA, boxing, and golf, plus sports podcasts. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts.